Let's get to the word. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you uh, that your word is alive, powerful, active, and very, very effective in shaping and transforming our lives. We pray that even this morning you speak to us through your word and you, you, you bring us into a place and a platform where you are calling us to be. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, today we are just looking at the subject of understanding times and seasons. Uh, I know it's the beginning of a new season, which is spring. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be focusing mainly on, on those kinds of seasons of the year. But the truth is that seasons do change. Uh, it's only a person who has a problem either in their heart's mind and I don't know where, who only see one season in life. And, and God has appointed seasons because within seasons there are purposes that are attached with different seasons. Uh, Solomon puts it very well. He talks about differences in the season to plant, a season to, to, to harvest, a season to cry, a season to, to be happy. But in the seasons, but there are also God's seasons, where God brings in a season where we need to be able to fit in into that season and run with it and flourish in the season that God is calling us into. And I really believe that as as a church, as a, as, a, as, a, as a congregation, as a community, as a nation, uh, as a family, God is calling us into a space where we are very much aware of what is happening and what God wants to do in our seasons. And, and whenever God is changing seasons, he wants us to be able to flow with what he's doing because it is easy to become a traditionalist. A traditionalist are people who, who hold on to certain things, even if culture and, and, and seasons have evolved. They want to hold on to those things, even if they are no longer working, but they will tell you, no, this is how we used to do it. This is how it used to work. This is how this has to be done. So I, I, I really trust and hope that as we get into this word, we'll really be activated in our hearts and in our minds to be able to, to use that discernment that we already have, but to use it to understand what God is doing. There is nothing as painful as a person whose season is due, but they don't understand what season it is. When, when God has opened that door, but because you are not aware of your surrounding, you are not aware of what God is doing in your life, you keep missing open doors. Sometimes we pray, as Mac was sharing, uh, we pray like how the, the apostles and the disciples prayed when, when Peter was arrested. Sometimes we pray, and, and when the knock happens, we continue praying because we don't know or we don't understand what we are praying for, and we are not even aware of what God is doing while we are praying for what we are praying for. And, and, and like when, when, when the knock happened on that door, when Rhoda went out, to open that door. I don't know what was in her mind. Maybe she, something in her, maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit was actually saying to her, go open that door. But she did open that door, which is a good thing. But when that door was opened, she was shocked by what she saw. 
And she decided to, to attribute what she saw into a ghost. She did not see what God was presenting before her as a genuine thing, as a real thing. She went back to say, I don't know what God is saying, but I, I feel like there is a ghost, uh, there is a resemblance of Peter. Uh, maybe we need to pray more. Sometimes as believers, we, we get stuck in a religious space where we keep on doing the good things even when we need to start acting because we don't understand what season we are in, what is it that God is doing and what is it that God wants us to do. I, I have always been bombarded whenever I, I look into scriptures about seasons, about, about First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. But I have never went far to, chapter, to the same chapter, but in the 33rd verse. And today I want to bring a balance of the understanding of season and actioning the season. Because understanding is not sufficient as if, if, the, if, if we are not going to action what we understand. A lot of us, we, we, we have in our hearts and we understand that we are in the last days. <laughs> From the time we got saved, we were in the last days, which means there is an there, there is an agency that is there. there. There is something that God is emphasizing in the season or in the days that we are in. But also, we understand by the look of things in our nation that we are in a season where God is about to bet something new, something that was almost aborted because we neglected our role and our function as a church when, when South Africa was transitioning from apartheid into a new dispensation of inclusivity where everyone belonged into the same country. We, 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 we handed over our responsibility as kingdom people into politicians, and they messed it up. Amen. And, and, and we keep doing it. We handed over education to the academics. <laughs> and they're messing it up. We handed over the economy to the capitalist, and they are messing it up. We handed over the society, the communities, to tribal authorities. They are messing it up. But God is, is doing something. We, we see all these things that are falling apart. We see all these things that are messed up. We see a lot of chaos and a lot of tension. Probably God is saying something. Probably God is shaking something, because the Bible says... Uh, there, there is a season that will come where all things will be shaken. All things. Good things, bad things, evil things, pure things, everything will be shaken. So that those things that are genuine will remain. Those things that are eternal will remain. That is why if you read the newspapers, you hear scandals about churches, you hear scandals everywhere, you, you hear shocking things, people are eating grass snakes, uh, others are doing whatever. Why is it happening? Because God is busy shaking something. People that you never thought they would disappoint you, they've disappointed you. Because God is shaking something, so that something will remain. But let's read... Uh, First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 2-34. The sons of Issachar had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. So they understood, the, they understood the times, but also beyond understanding the times, there was knowledge of what needed to be done. 
And their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. And Zebulun, uh, on of Zebulun there were 50,000 who went out to battle, expert in war with all weapons of war, stout-hearted men who could keep ranks. And then of, of Naphtali, 1,000 captains, and with them 37,000 with shields and spear. What we are seeing here, we are seeing three different tribes or sons, but I want to focus on the two, the, the tribe of, of Issachar, or the sons of Issachar and the sons of Zebulun. I will get to the sons of Naphtali at, towards the end. But what is, we see here is that the first one, these are the people who are filled with understanding. These are the people who have went through the PFC. These are the people who have went through the DMC. These are the people probably who, have, who are either advanced or have done advanced, but these are the people who are, who are sure-footed with, with the basics of their faith. They understand uh, what does it mean to be a Christian. They understand all the basics that are needed. But beyond that, they also have the gift of the Spirit. They can interpret tongues. They can, they can have the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. They can discern what God is doing around them. But beyond that, they have a command or they have authority over their fellows, over their peers. These people are influential within their family. These people, they carry authority of knowledge and understanding within their context. So we, the Bible says, uh, these guys, they were at their, and all their brethren were at their command. So there are 200 uh, chiefs, but also all their brethren were at their command. So because of their intellect, because of their impartation that comes from the Lord of understanding, they were able to command authority. Amen. So in other words, we, if we, we get understanding and we, we, we get discernment accurately, we become people of command. We are able to clarify what needs to happen because we have a revelation of what God wants to do. But the second group, these are the guys who are like, tell us what God is doing, we'll go and action it. These are the guys who go out to war. These are the guys who are experts in weapons. They, they, were, they were strategists. These are the guys who are able to, to devise methods of how do we, do we, do we, do we break this big revelation into a context uh, of, of, of an academic space, of a business space, of a family, of every other aspect that God is bringing us in. These are the guys who are saying, yes, it's a powerful revelation, but it's not enough being a revelation. It is more enough being a program and a strategy that we can implement. So the balance that we find here is that the sons of Issachar are the stewards or, or they, 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 they flourish in knowledge and, and discernment. Of times and seasons. But the sons of Zebulun, these are the guys who are your doers. They are empowered into action. They may not, they may not thrive in the aspect of understanding. They may not have all the answers, but hey, if you give them the answers, they are, they are the, they are the battle people. They are the frontliners. They run with it. These are the people that Habakkuk speak up, speaks about. That the vision, when the vision is, 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 is written plainly, these are the runners. These are the people who are sending the message. They may not have time to sit down and analyze and, and, and check and, 
uh, 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 why did God say that? These are the guys who are saying, if God said it, if it's this clear, then it's ours. <laughs> so God, when, when you talk about understanding times and seasons, God is bringing, he, he's calling us to have a balance of understanding and action. Because we are in a dispensation of agency. That is why whichever aspect, whichever field that God has placed us in, we must be able to action what God is calling us. That is why we win souls every day. <laughs> eh? Oh, are, are we not? <laughs> that is why our lifestyle is a testimony to the lost every day. How? I thought I was going to hear an amen. <laughs> that is why we, 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 keep, we keep spending time with the Lord. We keep searching His heart because we want to understand. But why do we seek understanding if we are not willing to do? James put it very well. He says, be careful not to be people who are just hearers. Because people who are just hearers of the word only and not do it, they, 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 they become so puffed up and so arrogant. They start analyzing what people are saying, but they are not doing any of the things that people are saying. Because they are trapped in their skill of knowing and analyzing. But these guys, beyond understanding and knowing, they transferred what they know to action. They associated themselves with people who can complement their strength. What is your strength? <laughs> what is your strength? Who are the people can, that can complement your strength so that we may be able to walk together into the season of God? We always pray that let your kingdom come, oh God. We always pray for our city. But I want to ask a question. Beyond praying for our city, are we willing to do what we are praying for of our city? Can I see people who have prayed for justice in our city? Are we willing to administer justice in our city? Have we prayed for, against poverty in our city? Are we willing to confront poverty in our city? Have we prayed against immorality in our city? Are we willing to tackle immorality in our city? So in other words, what God is calling us to do is that what, whatever that he has laid in our hearts, let's bring the balance. Let's bring the balance. There is nothing as frustrating as a parent when you have given instruction and you can see that your your child understand the instruction and they 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 get them clear but they're still not doing it they can even recite the instructions they can even recite it they can tell you accurately what is that you expect but they're not doing it sometimes as believers that's how we we become to the lord we hear what god is saying we recite it in prayer we even remind him father you are a faithful god you said this over my life but we are not doing anything about it we keep singing about it, we keep bragging about it, but we are not doing it. We become people who have faith without works. We are trapped. We are trapped <laughs> in the transfiguration in the transfiguration moment. <laughs> hey. We are trapped. We are excited about what we have seen. We, we want to build tents there. We, wa we want to remain in the moment. 
We are so puffed up in the moment. We, we brag about the moment. But God wants us to move from the moment. The moment was there to affirm. The glory was there to affirm that this is your thing. The presence was there to endorse and to say to you, actually what you see, what you experience, lives within you. Spread it. We, we, we talk about corruption. Eh? And we hate corruption as believers. We hate it. So, what is corruption? Can we, can we define corruption in simple terms? The first layer of corruption is, 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 is when you are aware of what needs to happen and you deliberately not do it because you don't want to be in an awkward space. It's, it's, it's the first level of corruption. You know what needs to happen. But you don't do it because you are so obsessed with how it will reflect on you. How will people view you? What if I get rejected? You compromise the truth because you are protecting yourself. It's corruption level one. You have not stolen anything, but you have deprived people an opportunity of acquiring something that will give them life. We complain about corruption. Those who, are, who run businesses, they will tell you. Sometimes you apply for, a, you, you bid for a tender, you meet all the requirements, but somebody decides to deprive you an opportunity. When we deprive people an opportunity to encounter Christ, we are actually committing the same thing that is committed by people who, who manipulate procurement pro, pro, processes. We deprive people a bid to win a tender of knowing Christ. So that's corruption. And we come back to God. We say, God, our world is messed up. Heal our world. You go back and God is saying, I have opened that door. You go and start healing our world. You lock the door. Because you are thinking, what, what if they judge me? What if I don't present it well? What if I fail in this task? So in other words, we, 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 we cry to God to remove corruption, but we go and we voluntarily partake in corruption. Okay, let me be sweet. <laughs> um, I asked God to make me sweet. He, he gave me a scripture. That you are the salt of the earth. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but God, come on. But... I, I just want some sweetness. A little bit. So, if you don't find any sweetness in me, blame it on God. I tried. <laughs> if there is no sweetness even in this message, I tried. <laughs> and it's provoking me from within, from the core. <laughs> so, there is a promise that is in Deuteronomy chapter 33, Verses 18 and 19, which, which, which speaks about uh, these guys, the Zebulonites, the Zebulonites, or the sons of Zebulon. It says, and of Zebulon he said, rejoice, Zebulon, in your going out, and Issachar in your tents. They shall call the people of the, they shall call the people to the mountain. They shall offer sacrifices of righteousness. They shall partake on the abundance of the seas. And of the treasures hidden in the sands. So, 
What we see here is that these guys, the Zebulonites, are, are mandated and they are blessed and they are given an endowment by God to be people who go out. These are the marketplace champions. These are, these are your academics. These are your, these are your young professionals, old professionals. These are your moms and dads. These are your, these, these are us here. It's, it's we. It's, it's us as we are in this room. We are these people that God has action us to go out. We wake up every day. We go out. We encounter world. We partake in abundance. God protects our family. God is expanding us. God is giving us opportunities. God is giving us husbands, giving us wives, giving us what what. We, we, we are seeing growth. We are seeing prosperity. But God is saying, uh, what, what is the purpose of all this? We, 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 our role is to be able to call people out and bring people to offer sacrifices of righteousness. And then the benefits are there. So in other words, when we do what God is calling us, when we understand the times and we act on the times, we are not losing anything. Instead, we are balancing two things. We are enjoying the prosperity, the natural part of prosperity, but also we are enjoying people coming up into the mountain of the Lord. People want to encounter God. People are crying for God. People's hearts are so hungry for something that is eternal. Eh? That, that is why even those that we are scared of ministering to, those we are scared of sharing the gospel to, whenever they go through troubles, they come to you and say, please, I need prayer, please. Uh, remember me in prayers. And that's right, that right there, that's a door that God is opening. So, we must be able to be people who, who understand that. But why do we have to look into what God is saying? In Amos chapter 3 verse 7, God is very clear. He's saying there is nothing that it does without revealing it first to people. In this context, it talks about to his servants, the prophets, but it's talking about who are the servants, who are the prophets? It's people. So when you become a believer, you become a prophet into your environment. You are the one who prophesy over your environment. You are the one who declare what God is doing. You are the one who declare the good news of the Lord. You are the one who proclaims what needs to happen. You are the one who foretells and forecasts in your environment. God is called. So in other words, God reveals to you the fact that you are frustrated about crime. I, I love what Sobs shared uh, through expect when he was talking, uh, uh, making example. Of, 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 of what we, we, we can do Where we was saying There is this affluent community right here And this other community which is poor But the people who come from this poor community They come to the affluent community to steal They come there to break into houses The, the affluent community puts up A neighborhood watch But it's not addressing The issue here when we are kingdom people, we can put up a neighborhood watch, but beyond a neighborhood watch, we'll start and go and say, what is it that is making them come still on us? What is it that they don't have? What is wrong with them? We, we, we can't understand the seasons if we are enjoying the comfort zone to the core. We, we, we love comfort. I love comfort. But the truth is, if the, for the fact that if I'm driving in town, I have to lock my car and, and make sure my windows are up, there is something wrong with the environment. What am I doing to change the environment? 
I can move my kids from, from the school that I see uh, to be a very poor performing school, a school where there doesn't seem to be quality and take them to be to a much affluent school, but am I understanding what God is doing through poor, poor education in my surrounding? Would changing my kids from this poor school with teachers who are lazy or who are not kind to a school where there are more uh, exciting teachers, does it change the environment? Or is it just only saving me and my party? Are we allowed to say that in, in church? <laughs> so, so whatever that we do, we have to be careful. Yes, we have to protect ourselves. Yes, we have to think ahead. Yes, we have to, to invest in ourselves. But as we invest in ourselves, are we not missing the message that God is sending? Who has ever been a victim of crime here? Can I, can I, can I, be, can I just be a bad Lindo? <laughs> not be a nice Lindo and just ask. Do you really think God allowed that thing to happen just for Mahala? What is it that God was saying? What is it that God was saying? Why did it have to come so personal to an extent that you became a victim? You are a kingdom person. The Bible says in Psalms 90, He, he, he assigns His angels to guard over you, over your property, to protect you. Where were the angels? They were there. So why did God allow it to happen? Was it for you to complain about corruption, crime, and bad things? Or was it for you to be aware that what is happening around you and to read what God wants to see happening and to start prophesying? Because you may not have action capacity, but you may start to have intervention. What, how, how do we then preserve the next generation? What went wrong? Because let me tell you, most of these people who are doing these things, these are fatherless people. Some of them, these are people who are, who are hurting. These are some of the people who, 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 who find their identity in doing wrongs and they, they, they go where they steal because they want to belong somewhere. They lack identity. And, and we, we come every Sunday together, we enjoy that we are people of identity. Heaven is our home. We are devil kickers. We are, we are shabarandaring. We are doing all those things. And we go back and we ignore that there is a big number of people who are not in the kingdom. If they are not in the kingdom, who is their master? The devil. So if the devil is their master, then we have a lot of people who are spreading in our city, in our nation, who are busy creating injustice, hurting us, doing all sorts of things because we are so focused in us going home. <laughs> we, even, we even sing songs. Uh, Amazulwana, they are, they are quite interesting. We even sing songs. Lord, I want to be there. I want to be there forevermore. Escapism. <laughs> and the Swatis are even worse. <laughs> come back, Lord Jesus, or come now. Escapism. Come on. Yes, we want him to come back, but not, 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 not when things are like this. Not when we are missing opportunities. Not when God is giving us a platform. Come on, guys. God has called you into the public sector. You know right under your nose there are people who are doing corrupt things. You, can, you, may, you may not necessarily report them to police. Start reaching them out. Start loving them. 
You know there are people who hate people of other cultures, other races. They are stereotypes. Let's start loving people. Let's conquer this world through love. Come on. God changed our lives through love. It was was not our works and our efforts. Somebody loved on us. I shared my testimony during all that. By the way, what made it easy for the word to find meaning in my in my heart and in my life was the reception of the ashes. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a nice. And and <laughs> what a nice. What a nice. These people, they were smiling, they were greeting me. What? Church? Smiling. <laughs> Because I mean, I came from an environment where I knew church was a very serious thing. Like, we are about to pray. And we're not even allowed to laugh. <laughs> Let alone a smile. A Babylonian, a Babylonian appearance. <laughs> but what, what softened my heart, I was able to hear the word because of the, of the hospitality of the ushers. So, in other words, God... Can, can transform people through love. A stubborn man was transformed through love. Job 22 verse 28. The Bible says you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So the light will shine on your ways. So in other words, we, we must be in a space of understanding what God wants to do to a platform where we are able to start declaring what we want to see. We, we, we start declaring what we want to see because we understand what God wants to do. What does God want to do? And I want to throw a question. We have been confronted by this question recently. What is wrong with our city? What is wrong with our communities? What is wrong with our nation? Is everything okay in South Africa? I, I know, I know we, we have many problems. We, let's not talk about parliament. Parliament has bigger problems. Let's talk about our city. Let's talk about us, our communities. Because the minute we start looking at parliament, we will faint. We, we have comedians, 400 comedians, who were elected, 400 comedians, who meet, and they just put up a comedy show. 400 comedians. A president who is a comedian, an opposition leader who is a comedian, Ministers who are comedians. Speaker who is a comedian. So, it's, it's comedy show. So, let's not go there. Because our hearts will faint. Let's come here. What is wrong with our city? What is wrong with our environment? Why is it important to check what is wrong? If you read Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 1. You, chapter 1 of Habakkuk, the whole chapter. You discover that... The prophet Habakkuk spends a lot of time looking and pointing out at the wrong things. <laughs> if you read Nehemiah chapter, chapter, chapter 1, you also pick up the same thing from verse 1. You pick up that uh, Nehemiah, especially in verse 3, you, you see what Nehemiah was doing. Said, said to me, the survivors who were left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down. And the gates are burned with fire. You, you read Ezra, you will find the same thing. The first thing before there is any move that is taking place, they, they discern what is wrong with the environment. 
Why did Jesus come? Jesus came because there was something wrong. Man was fallen in sin. And Jesus came. So if God, before he can release Christ to come and rescue us, he had to check what is wrong with human beings. What is wrong with men? What is wrong with humanity? What is wrong with the world? So, so it's a normal thing that we look into what is wrong. We are not promoting negativism. But we cannot be able to address our environment when we do not know what is wrong. The first thing that is wrong is that the church or the believers are fast asleep. They enjoy coming on Sunday in their beautiful churches. Others they meet in every nation. Others meet elsewhere. They've got aircons. They've got lovely pastors. Wayne and Trisha. Uh, uh, Trisha can dance. Wayne can't dance. <laughs> I wanted to come back. So, but, 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 but they, the church seems to be very ignorant of the reality of society. In church, we've got people who, who, can, who, can, who can raise strong academics, who can develop people. Uh, we live in society where there is so much unemployment. We, we can help people how to find jobs. Sometimes we can even hire them. But sometimes we, 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 we're very fine, eh? Some of us, we even know uh, how did we manage to go through varsity when we didn't have funds? How did we study well? How did we balance academics and, and spiritual life? But now, because we are now professionals, we have forgotten that there are still students who may be needing the same process. We are so silent. We are so fast asleep. We are so enjoying the comfort. And, and it's so nice. Whenever, even when we talk, we talk about our, our next move. When we talk about next move, it's not a next move with God and people. It's a next move with me and my wife and my kids. We are so comfortable. So that's the first thing that is wrong. You can't be comfortable when the walls are broken down. I always say this, one of the reasons I will never rest and not do anything because I am raising kids. I do not know where, I do not know who are they going to meet, where and how. So I reach out to every young person I meet. I don't know who they will even marry. I don't want my kid to marry someone who will, who will turn them to a, a, a punching bag. No ways. So I must teach young men how to, how to treat a woman. Yeah. I must, I must, I must, when, when I meet a young person who, 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 who is, who is playing a dodgy game, I must, I must break into their space and bring life and direction because I'm invest, I'm investing into my children's future and to their children's children's future. I am selfish in that. And my selfishness is very loud. I can't let my surrounding be, be, be corrupt. So if it means there is, there is crime where I'm staying, I'm not satisfied with that. I know the police number. I know who is in charge of security. No, I need to do something beyond that. Why are they doing all that? If I can't reach out to them, then who can I reach out? Can I preserve the next generation? I am so selfish. I want to live in prosperity. But for me to live in prosperity, I must be able to create an environment of prosperity. So understanding what is wrong will help us to have a revelation of what needs to be fixed. You can't fix anything unless you know what needs to be fixed. 
It's like going around asking people, what, what is wrong with South Africa? They, they will tell you one thing. Uh, especially politicians will say, no, what is wrong with South Africa is colonization. Okay. What is colonization? No, it's this thing that started 300 years when, when Jan van Rippig, no, 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 oh, that's not colonization then. <laughs> colonization was there. Eh? Some of you were Mtetwas and some of you were, 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 were Mpanzas. You were colonized by Zulus. <laughs> you were colonized by Shaka Zulu. He made you one tribe. So colonization is older than uh, the settlers who came from, 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 from Britain. But it's fine. I'm not going there. I'm in the way. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is we, 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 we love we love that goat. You remember that goat we spoke about early this year? The scapegoat. We love the scapegoat. No, I'm not doing this because I'm black. Come on. Aye. Ah, no, I can't do it because I'm white. Come on. No, you see, I can't do it because I'm Indian. No, come on. It's a scapegoat. God has called us to know what is wrong. And, and by the way, there is, that, I, I love what I do. <laughs> I, I am not, I am not scared of telling white people when they are wrong. Say, no, no, no. This is not how you should behave. <laughs> it's wrong. You don't say those things around black people who are not believers. They will kill you. <laughs> I enjoy it. But let me tell you, I don't like it when white people are scared of telling me. You don't say that around white unbelievers. They will kill you. So in other words, when we know what is wrong, we are able, we are free with each other. We can speak things. We don't pretend. We don't go around in offense, carrying offense. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had people who, who leave churches out of pro- offense. No, they are believers, but eh, ah, racism. Have you confronted racism? Recognition of things gone wrong must be able to lead us to a place of repentance. We, I, 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 I know, ENC Deben, every nation Deben. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's every nation church. ENC, every nation church Deben. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, it sounded like I was on campus, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we are good. We've prayed, we've repented over the city. So, but we, we are people who teach about repentance. What is repentance? It's a change of mind, eh? Change of heart. We change direction. We change lifestyle. So we have repented over the city. Have we, do, have, have, have we done anything after repenting? I'm glad when you are here. If, if, there, is, if, if there is anything that is, that, that is messed up today, you will have to repent. The beauty of preaching when the bishop is back. <laughs> I'm not going to be worried what messes up. I am just going to speak as I feel God is saying. So the problem with our city is that families are broken down because we are not playing our role as the church, as people. We are privatized. There is inequality and we are scared of dealing with it. We know it. We talk about it in WhatsApp groups. You are in the same WhatsApp group as inequality. If you keep on talking about it, and not doing anything. You are in the same WhatsApp group. <laughs> we talk about poverty. And whenever we talk about poverty, there is something that we need to break. Poverty is not overcome through food parcels. 
No, we have compassion in a church. We are dealing with poverty. We give finally our teens. We give finally our clothes. That's not dealing with poverty. We are just giving people a break for a short time. But dealing with poverty requires understanding strategy and other things. Immorality. How are we tackling immorality? Corruption, I've covered that. A society that is disintegrated. <laughs> there is a joke that we, we, we made when we were talking uh, with some pastors in the city that uh, even churches seem to be suffering from this disintegrated society spirit. Uh, in the 80s and the 90s, the step and CBD was very white in terms of population. After 94, it became a bit mixed. Right now, uh, it's, it's, it's very international in terms of African representation. You've got, you've got Somalis, there's a corner of Somalis, there's a corner of Nigerians, Congolese, and then now, you, you, when you see a white person in West Street, you're like, what? <laughs> it's, it's a shock. Huh? And, and, and when you, when you are walking in Point Road and you hear somebody speaking Zulu, you're like, eh? That, that's how disintegrated our city has become. But also churches. You are finding now, uh, churches are now moving to Palito. You never know if every nation will move to Palito. <laughs> churches are moving to Palito, to Hillcrest, uh, to, to plantations, but, but there is that move. So, and then, and then the joke was, no, keep running, we'll follow you. <laughs> and we were laughing about it, but I discovered, no, no, it's wrong. It's a wrong approach. Why do some have to run and some have to pursue? Why can't we come back and build together? So if we are kingdom people and we are Christians and we are believers, maybe we need to start praying into how do we break the spirit of disintegration? How do we, how do we deliberately go? How does Wayne and Trisha deliberately go to Wamash and say we are, we are settling here? <laughs> we are coming with our family. We are starting, we are building a house here. In the heart of Wamashu. It, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a shock. It shouldn't be a shock. It shouldn't be a shock. It should be something that we are able to live with. But we will never get there until we start praying into it and we start discussing it as believers. We, we say the unjust system of the past dealt with our country, but it dealt with the church. It dealt with the body of Christ. I have had a number of people that I invite. They come here, they don't return. They say, hey, the church is too white. And when I'm looking around, but there are very few white people. And, and if we are not able to confront those things, Bazalwan, we, we, our city will continue suffering because the church will be suffering. You go to other churches, uh, uh, and then you, you look and you're like, hey, I think you can see, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's too black. <laughs> do you know, do you know, Bazalwan, I, I, I even laugh at myself. I go to places and I feel, hey, this is too black for me. <laughs> I don't fit in. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe it happens to me only. You see, yesterday at the funeral, I really felt like, hey, am I really black? <laughs> My blackness was provoked. 
I felt very white yesterday. And even my dance moves are like, no, come on. We can do better cause that. <laughs> you can do better. What, all these things, we can laugh about them. These are, the, these are the things that are actually not okay. They are not normal. It's abnormal. But we will, ne- will not get there overnight. It means that there are people who must see what God is doing. God is deliberate in breaking racial tensions. So in other words, when you are inviting people to church, let me speak to the black folks who are scared of inviting Indian colored white people. This thing of you, of inviting only your black colleagues, and you are not inviting your Indian colored white colleagues. This thing of you white people, of inviting your own only. This thing of you Indian people, of inviting your own only. This thing of you colored people, of inviting your own only. This thing of you must stop. If I, was, if I was in a political meeting, I was going to say, this thing must crocodile. <laughs> it must crocodile. It must stop parachuting. It must just crocodile. <laughs> Amen. Why do we have to deal with these things? Because there is a lie that the enemy has planted. And we have the truth of the Lord in our hearts. And we must be able to confront the lies with truth. Jesus says in John 8:32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So, we know the truth, but have we really embraced the truth to set us free? The truth of the matter is that we call ourselves black, white, Indian, colored, but that's not who we are. We are the children of God. If we define ourselves only on race, then we have a problem. On the other hand, I also don't want us to be naive of the reality. Because there is a temptation of saying, no, there is no, there is no race, there is only one human race. There is a tension of, 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 of falling into that trap where we end up overlooking things that need to be addressed. We are not overlooking things, but we are not defined by, by what people, by what um, the world system say we are for the sake of dividing us before i am black i am the image of god before you are indian you are the image of god before you are colored you are the image of god before you are white you are the image of god so what unites us is that we are created in god's image for his purposes that's the truth we need to know the lie that we need to defeat in our hearts is that white people are better than us, or black people are better than us, or Indian people are better than us. Or colored. They, we are all equally designed by God. We are all equally designed by God. This thing of saying, no, 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 South Africa is better. If people are from South Africa, they are ordinary human. If they are not from South Africa, they are quere quere. There is something wrong with us. By the way, that word kwere kwere came from Amazul when they say a person we are kwiriza. When they say you don't hear, you say you are kwiriza, you are kwiriza, you are kwiriza, and then they say kwere kwere. So anyone who doesn't speak their language then is labeled. We must break it. It can't be. The truth is we are designed by God. By the way, the further truth is that even the borders were human made, God created the whole world. It's men who created borders. We can't we can re- de- de- deal with each other based on borders. 
because my border is this side, then I'm more human than you because your border is on the other side. No. It can't be. That's a lie from the enemy. The truth is that we are created in God's image for His purposes together. No, you see, for life to work well, there must be a black church here, a white church here, an Indian church here, a white school here, a black school here. No, 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 that's from the devil. God wants us to raise our families, to build our lives, to start our businesses across races and break those things and build one church, one people. Because we'll spend eternity together. We'll spend eternity together. If you can't bear standing around me, don't even dream about going to heaven because I will be there. I will be there. Do you know? Let, Bazalan, let me close now. Some of us, we, we, we are very good pretenders. We come to church, we smile at other race groups, and in our workplaces, we don't smile at them. In our, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our universities, we connive with people who despise other race groups. We call them racist, we call them uh, warlords, we call them whatever, we call them all these things. Then the truth is not in us. If, 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 if you smile at Indian people and white people in church, why are you not smiling at them at work? If you can trust people of other race groups and church, why can't you trust them in the workplace? Then you are a hypocrite, Mzalwani. You need to repent. Jesus. I, time is up. It's fine. We'll just stop here. We'll, hopefully next week we'll have an opportunity of saying, how then do we how then do we balance and do what God wants us to do? But I feel like we, we can just stop here because of time. We want to honor time. Uh, especially when the bishops are around. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't finish the meeting late. <laughs> no, there were times where we could finish at 11, you see. see? <laughs> so now we, 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 we must act within. But, but our, our, the battle that we have is the battle of being able to defeat lies with the truth. The first thing that we need to defeat is lie with the truth. We defeat lies with the truth. What are the lies that the enemy has whispered around your life? What are the lies that the enemy has whispered in your own personal life? How you behave and how you deal with other issues and other people is based on the lie that you have believed. Some people have believed that because of their background, because of their environment, there are certain things they can't do. God has given us an opportunity to break the lies. I choose not to believe the lie that I'm not good enough. I choose not to believe the lie that there are things that I cannot do because... Of, of, of how I was born, where I was born, who is my father. I believe Uchi, there are things that we need to break. I believe I have authority over the city. The Bible says, wherever you, 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 the sole of your foot tramples upon, that place God has given upon you. Whenever you enter your office, you must know you have a responsibility and an empowerment to take that place. I refuse to believe a lie that we cannot win the campuses. 
I refuse. I refuse to believe a lie that we cannot win our communities. I refuse to believe a lie that we will live in a society where there is corruption, there is crime, there is immorality. I refuse to believe that lie. I believe that Jesus is the Savior. He died for every sinner. I believe it's my responsibility to start going out and loving on people who feel unloved, who feel worthless, and give them value and attach in their lives the worth of the Lord. I believe the truth that through Christ I am empowered. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I believe the truth that by his stripes I am healed. Because I am healed, I can go and transfer healing to many people. I believe the truth that I am not, I am, I, 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 I am not the tail, but I am the head. I believe the truth that everything that is good and perfect comes from the Lord, and it's my portion. I believe that God was not just speaking to Abraham only when he ushered the blessings. I believe that Abraham's blessings apply to me fully. What were those blessings? You are a blessing. Your name is going to be great, but that blessing is not for you. All the nation, all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. As you are sitting here, there are families, there are people, there are generations that need their blessing through your life. Stop sitting and being relaxed and cornering yourself in a corner and busy with a fan and an aircon and, 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 and saying, no, I just need a break. The time to rest and having breaks is over. It's time to do and hear what God is calling us to do. I can just assure you, God has made you a blessing. Start becoming a blessing. Stop hiding the blessedness that the Lord has planted in your life. Shall we stand as we pray? So, I want us to to, to receive the word. I, I know I've said not so nice things and, and some nice things maybe. But I just want us to, to receive the word because as I was speaking, I was not just sending a message, but I, was, I feel like I was also receiving a, a very loud message for myself on what I need to, to open my heart to and to hear what God is saying. And I just want us to to respond according to how we heard the word for ourselves. So we'll just take this moment, just each one of us opening our mouths to the Lord in responding to the word. If, if the word was actioning, was calling you to action, you respond in that way. If the word was calling you to repentance, you respond in that way. So I just want us to, to do that uh, just for a minute. Can we just open our mouths and, as, we, as we do that? Father, we thank you.